This is Rachel Lappin, Project Manager for Calderdale Cultural Destinations. Welcome to day five of Anne Lister's birthday diary entries, read aloud by some of our friends with connections to Anne from Halifax and all around the world. And so now I am thrilled to hand you over to our 10th reader, reading the diary entry for 1827. And so over to... This is David Glover, President of Halifax Antiquarian Society, reading Anne Lister's birthday diary entry for 1827. To remember Anne, bless her, on what would have been her 230th birthday. Happy birthday, Anne! My bowels, as if still remembering the salts of yesterday, Two little loose motions. Finished dressing. Looking over Mrs. Stark's advice to travellers till half past nine, and also looking at Galignani's palace guide for the places in the country. Breakfast at half past nine, from then until half past ten at breakfast, and read through the paper. Wrote the above three lines and went out at eleven waited for Miss and Miss Barlow, and off with them at 11.30. Walked slowly on account of Jane. Went direct and got to the Bridge of Ney at 1. Loitered there, sometimes sitting on the parapet, enjoying the fine air and view. Measured the immense stone about the middle of the left-hand parapet going from Paris, marked 34 feet long, or about 12 yards English, about three quarters the length of my umbrella, nearly 28 inches English, thick, and as much broad. What an enormous mass! Walked slowly along the river for a short distance, till leaving it a little, passed through the village of Puteaux, and thence to that of Sirene at the foot of Mont Valéria, or Calvaire. At two stopped at a restaurant, at Sirene and had a hot veal standing pie, 30 souls, very good. The addition of bread and knives and forks and water and a clean napkin for a tablecloth cost us six souls more. Not an expensive repast. Off from Sirene at 2.40. Walked slowly up to Calvaire. Jane not well the blood evidently much determined to her head, her face and nose quite red. Got to the top of the hill at quarter past three, looked about us for an hour. Very fine view from this the highest eminence near Paris. At our feet a fine sweep of river, studded with white villages. Beyond Paris on Montmartin, the steeple of Saint-Denis in the distance. Looking towards the south, a deep winding of the river and the villages of Nanterre and Ruel quite near. Beautiful valley towards Saint-Germain went into the chapel, a poor-looking one as yet, its plain plastered walls covered with pictures and prints like a common room. They seem to be laying out a good deal of money about the place. Several workmen employed digging the foundation for and building a wall round the top of the hill so as to enlarge the present precincts. Calvaire is to be removed, too much exposed, to be put lower down. The cave is rough stonework, 
a rough grotto work of stones thrown together. A bedizened virgin stands on the top of the tomb of our Saviour. On the top outside is our Saviour, large as life, on the cross between the two thieves. The convent fronts the east towards Saint-Cloud. A Doric entrance colonnade is evidently only just done. The columns to be fluted, one of them being half-fluted, and the remainder of the column being marked out for fluting. Several workmen in the interior of the building sauntered sometime in the cemetery, small, and which seems well filled already. A fashionable place for burial for the very pious and very Bourbon proselytes of the day. A Mr. Henry Sheldon of Warwickshire interred there. At 4.15 descended the hill and turned our steps towards Saint-Cloud, which we reached at 5.40. All vines. The people, not many, chiefly women, employed cutting the vines, like thin raspberry bushes, down to the ground and freshening up the earth around them. A mere county cart road that we went along. Jane obliged to sit down for a minute or two several times. The brown Bois de Boulogne looked like a barren heath. The banks of the river were no village, with not a twig to break their uniformity, and like the sides of a brimful canal. A vine country is at this season particularly unpicturesque, no green to relieve the eye. I wondered where the fodder came from for the cattle. So much light soil turned up looks at a distance arid and barren entered the shabby part of Saint-Cloud by the Rue de Montcalvaire, came out upon the place close to the great gate of the chateau, went to the bureau, Au Grand Cerf, close by, took three places, fifteen souls each, in the Velocifere, sat waiting under the veranda, a sort of café of the house, and ourselves and six more, five gents and a lady, one of the party an old Englishman who would talk to Mrs Barlow, filled the vehicle, were off at 6.10, 6 by their clock, and got out at the very end of the Rue Royale at 7.50. The old Englishman said the French excused some very liberal who might give a glass of wine worth two souls, gave the coachman nothing. Two souls each would be enough. He had lived at St Clou's a year. No place like England should bid good night to France next August. His daughters had learnt French, Italian and many languages. His wife had gone back in Rady Ranelagh's carriage, so he was a private gentleman, and went back in the Velocifere. Dinner at Mrs Barlow's at 7.15, thick peas soup and volavant and salad. Not much inclined for dinner, spoilt it at Suresnes but enjoyed the salad and ate a great deal of it, almonds and raisins for dessert. Tea afterwards, sat talking, all of us, over the fire till George came at a little after ten. Got home at 10.25. And then we have one dot which marks the discharge of a venereal complaint. That's in brackets. Very pleasant day's ramble. Sat up looking at the map of the environs of Paris, and reading Gallinani's Paris Guide, think of going next to Montreux and Arcueil. My birthday, but I did not think much about it. Fahrenheit, 50 degrees at 7am, 
54 degrees at quarter past 10, 53 degrees at half past. Fine mild morning, very fine day, not much sun, cool and pleasant. Happy birthday, Anne.